everybody, and welcome to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry, and filling in for the Birdman himself is the host of the Bourbon Bites channel over on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time, not just onto our podcast, but any podcast ever, Clifton McDaniel. Clifton, it's good to see you in here, buddy. How are you? Well, thank you for having me. Way to like set it up for the, the stress levels that are going <laughs> to go through the roof here. But there, no, what, I'm so glad what, to be here. <laughs> what about that stressed you out? All I said, I gave you a sweet little the introduction. First, the but, first podcast ever. <laughs> that you've been on. It is. Could it you, is. Could you imagine? I don't even know. I have to go back and look. And this, this is something I should have done, you know, many moons ago. But I don't even know what the first official released podcast was. And I mean, maybe it was like the same level of quality as the first YouTube video where it's like <laughs> Mike at the zoo or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would like to, I would like to look into that. Anyway, welcome to the show clip and it's good to have you here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I mean, I know we've been talking about this for a while, so I'm we glad. have not, no offense to Swan and you know, Curtis, I'd love <laughs> to have them, <laughs> but, but I'm glad to be here. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm again, very happy to have you on. Swan is still on his hiatus. He will be joining us in a couple of weeks, uh, I think about three or so, and uh, he, he's just still in the middle of work. But in the meantime, it's really nice to have this crew of guest co-hosts in uh, filling in for him. So I appreciate you being here, buddy. Yeah, of course. So we normally start the show out, of course, with Flying Blind, but because we are in completely different states and basically on opposite sides of the country, <laughs> we can't do that. So instead... We are just kicking it off with a theme for the evening, and I just, for whatever reason, it just clicked that you're wearing a This Is My Bourbon Drinking shirt. Um, of course. Which you can find at bourbonshop.com. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to throw it out there for you, but there you go. Yes. By the way, it's a very comfy shirt. You guys should definitely all buy them. I, I freaking love the shirts that Threadless uses, yes. man. They're, They're awesome. so comfortable. I, well, you, I tried... You know, I, I bought a shirt from your shop and it sold me on it. And I actually set up my shop through Threadless as well. Because <laughs> I really like the quality of their stuff. It's so good. And like you, the, the nice thing, of, this is turning it into a Threadless commercial, but the nice thing is like, <laughs> not sponsored. we don't have to deal with any overhead. It gets shipped out. And like, we basically just make profit right off of it. So like, we never have to worry about having overstock or shipping it out ourselves. And like the, the one big drawback is that we can't host like outside items on that website. So right. like say, you know, we wanted to put up our own Glencairns, which I, you can't find uh, the, this is my bourbon drinking glass Glencairns over at whiskeyambitions.com courtesy of Chad and Sarah if it's bourbon night. But um, if we wanted to host it on our Threadless store, we couldn't actually do that because, you know, they're limited to the products that they offer. But it would be nice to see like a rocks glass or something get offered through them. Yeah, like all of their accessories are like really random things. Like we saw there's a skateboard. There's a skateboard. There is a skateboard. Get, which is pretty cool. Somebody buy but. a freaking This Is My Bourbon Podcast skateboard. <laughs> I just, I just want to see it. Somebody doing an ollie or a, a kick stand, whatever flip, it is. Flip. Okay, fine. <laughs> kick flip. Did you not play Tony Hawk Pro Skate? I never really kid? did. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't okay. anything that I was super interested in. But <laughs> I know that that was like a rite of passage for kids growing up. So yes. I might just have to like download a ROM or something so I can experience it. There's a remake. There's a remake. Oh yeah, that's so, right. There is. Is it yeah. on the Switch? I haven't tried it yet, but I, I don't know which platform it's on, but it looks really good. If it's on Switch, I might have to check it out. <laughs> Speaking of video games, we normally yes. do uh, what have we been drinking recently at the top of the show, but I wanted to switch it up a little bit. 
And not only ask what you've been drinking, but what you've been playing recently, Clifton. Because Bourbon Ooh, Bites well. is, you know, it's got that little little video game twist with it as well. So I figured yeah. it was only appropriate for us to talk about some video games up top. Yeah, well, I was I was planning to save that for my tips and bits, but you know what? We can talk about it here early. So, um, but <laughs> other things drink- come up with other things really quickly <laughs> for tips and bits. <laughs> no, well, in terms of drinking, I'll answer the first question. Um, I've been all over the place with what I've been drinking. I mean, like I said, I, I on the pregame chats, I've been having so guests on my channel that I'm not used to that's never really been a thing before so i've been going all over the place from barrel to bardstown bourbon company to traverse city so and then this past saturday i had a, a flight of isla whiskeys so how'd that, how that go I, I missed it you know it was really interesting i still fell back once i knew i loved and i i would hope to find my new favorite isla distillery sure. i'm not going to spoil it um, I, I kind of stuck with my guns there with what I really liked. There was a, there was a surprise though, that I, I didn't realize I liked until that stream. So. Sorry. I, I poured some of the Evan Williams 1783 and it smells just like bourbon flavored water right now. So <laughs> yeah. do we say well, that, did we just... actually say the theme? I don't think we did. We're drinking uh, heaven Hill products tonight. Yeah. Well, so. I think 1783 is a great one to start with because this was kind of my intro into bourbon. It was the one that was like, hey, this bourbon stuff's not that bad. Sure. So great one to start with here tonight. I think it might be that I just got done with some Turkey 101, but my my nose <laughs> is could... not happy about the <laughs> fact that I cut off so much proof, so many proof points. Uh, and I've done on. it side by side with the Evan Williams bottle and bond um, because I, I used to swear by the 1783 being my my favorite line in the Evan Williams you yeah. know, lineup. But um the bottle and bond kind of kicks his butt when we're when doing side by side. But you know, this was the first thing I had here tonight, and I don't know, it's, it's kind of doing it for me. It's rem- it reminded me a lot of you know what I liked about it to begin with. But it, it's still it's still oak water, <laughs> bourbon water. <laughs> I'll say, it, ta- it it drinks much higher proof than it actually is. Oh yeah, what what is it? It's like eighty six. Oh, it's right? only eighty six. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I would I would have guessed ninety. Oh okay. Well. We can talk about that a little bit later because uh-huh. there's some there's some news. So <laughs> might not be known by everybody. It was a very soft launch that we'll, yeah. we'll get into. And, and it's just more of like people hunting and finding information. That's, that's yeah, it was, it was a, a surprise to the, the both of us. What about uh, what have you been what have you been playing recently? Um, so I've actually really been getting into it's an older game. It's called uh, Evo Land. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm, I've not. It's basically it came out of like about seven or eight years ago. Um, but it's basically a rpg but the style of it's really cool it kind of goes through different genres of video games so you start out with like full-on game boy graphics and then it progressively gets like super nintendo it goes up to like playstation one kind of graphics and then goes all the way to like you know modern 3d it's based off of a lot of the legend of zelda games and like um, final fantasy 2 there's some elements there but um yeah it was it was on sale on steam and it comes with the first game and the second game so i'm excited to get into it and eventually go to the second one which i've heard is even better i want to play that so badly oh man it's, it's you would love it i know that you like the classic style i games. do yeah this one's like right up your alley and it's it's a little basic in terms of you know me- mechanics or whatever but it just gives you that all the nostalgia feels you know honestly more classic controls or basic controls don't bother me mm-hmm. i and i do like when you have something like you know the super mario bros U or Wii U or whatever it was called. It right. adds a, a couple more, or Super Mario 3D Land, 
the, that adds a few more functions to the, the basic controls. I enjoy that. I mean, I, but I do still like that there's that core element that is so comfortable and, and familiar. But at the same time, I have, and it's the same with anything, I, I have gotten to the point where I feel a lot more used to modern control systems, you know? Um, right. it, it just, I, it, I never really got into the halos of it all or the call of duties or, you know, uh, even Assassin's Creed really, it just never yeah. was anything well, that I had that much interest in. So I, the, those styles of controls were always really, uh, just, just unfamiliar to me. So once I got dropped into kind of this generation of, of video gaming, I, I had to learn how to adjust, and I, th I feel like I did at least decently with it. I'm not going to, you know, competitions or anything. <laughs> no, never. I mean, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I think I, I, I am even drawn towards even modern releases now that kind of follow that style yeah. of the older games. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, you try playing Halo with one arm, that's, that's pretty difficult. Well, I'm not very good at the, at the first person. <laughs> I'll be honest with shooters. you, Clifton, even with two arms, I mean, it's not the easiest thing in the world. But yeah, so I, I, when I was younger, I kind of gravitated away from those because it got so difficult. I mean, especially when those were first coming out, like the, the controls were wonky. Yeah. I mean, we even talk about, you know, the early Mario, like 3D games, like, man, Mario 64 is so, so it is such a mess. It to is play, rough, but, man. It is. Yes. I, I'm when the uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out on the Switch, I was so hyped about it. And not just because, you know, I got to play mario galaxy for the first time in probably 15 years but mm. just the fact that gosh has it been 15 it probably has been about 15 years um but just the fact that i could go back and play mario 64 all the way through because i never really got the chance to do much of that but then also mario sunshine right which is a different beast in and of itself and it gives me a headache just thinking about it but <laughs> I, and I'll go ahead and do some of what I've been playing. I've been finishing up Mario Odyssey, which still I think is my favorite Mario game of all time. I'm, oh, of all time. Yeah. See, I, I would definitely say it's my favorite of the 3D mm -hmm. 3D ones. I still I'm still nostalgic about the the 2D well, platformers. Okay, <laughs> I mean that is fair. I, but it's a great game. Don't get me wrong. I just I, I tend to categorize the three D ones on their that's, own. That's that's fair, and I, I I would I would probably do the same. Like in if I were getting really nitpicky about it, but I think that Odyssey just kind of overall is my my favorite Mario game. Yeah, it, it takes all of the things that I didn't like about the Mario sixty four and improves on it. Yeah. So I agree with you there yeah, for sure. Uh, and I also started. I haven't gotten very far into it at all uh but finally started stardew valley so yes i yeah. know i know adam was talking about that on your show he, a couple he weeks was ago. and as soon as he recommended it i was like i've got to get it and it's only like 15 bucks on the nintendo store so so we have been playing that since it first came out like i um justin who's my husband he really followed the development of that game which as adam mentioned it was a one guy kind of game um, the guy created himself, you know, entirely on mm -hmm. his own, 
Um, it launched with some bugs, but those bugs were so quickly like taken care of. And there was recently um, a big update that came out. We actually haven't dived into it since then, but he's adding tons of new features to That's it. So, so cool. I, I, I was going to mention that, but then I heard that Adam mentioned, it. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal his <laughs> recommendation, but that's a great game. <laughs> uh, in terms of what I've been drinking recently, let's see. Dang it. Oh, I had um, Kenny from uh, Bourbon Pursuit on last, uh, on, oh, my, yeah. on my live stream last week to talk about Pursuit United, which is awesome. And you guys should go check that out and also check out that live stream, youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. I go live every Thursday night. Lots of lies, Craig, barrel proof. Of course. <laughs> it's just, just, you know, the longer the days get, the more it's like, I need something to wrap this up more appropriately. I feel like I'm missing something. I know I'm I know I'm forgetting something. So maybe oh I know what it I know what it was. As it's sitting right in front of me. So um this this was given to me back at Hometown Rising in Louisville. Mm-hmm. It was the country music festival. Uh it's Tattersall. It's a single malt. Um Tattersall has a bunch of different products that they put out. But this was Justin Sutherland's uh specific bottling justin was a contestant on top chef kentucky on on bravo and i think he was like my first interview that i did that weekend and i hadn't i hadn't watched that season of top chef yet before before i interviewed him and then lucy and i finally got around to it this past week and we just finished it up today and it just got me like all nostalgic for that that weekend and i was like (laughs) Oh man, it was so cool meeting Justin and meeting Sarah, who was another one of the chefs. And, you know, I was, I was just talking with Justin and he was like, you know, I, I just launched this brand or I just launched this, this specific bottling with, uh, with Tattersall. And he was like, I'll have to get you some to try. And I was like, absolutely, please do that. And freaking comes over with a full bottle for me. I was just, uh-huh. I was so blown away by it. And it's a single malt. I'm, you know, I'm really coming around to single malts as well, but it's so good. It is so, so good. I should send you a sample sometime. Yeah. Are they based out of Kentucky or no, I don't recognize the name. They are based out of, I believe. Why, why do you not? Oh, they're based out of Minnesota. Okay. So the, the mash bill is really interesting too. So it's, Aged at least two years, and the mash bill is malted barley and a blend of mesquite, apple, and chocolate smoked malted barley. Ooh, mm-hmm. that sounds really flavorful. It's, yeah, I, I see why you like that yeah, one. Yeah, and it's 110 proof. So, oh, it's, even I know, right? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like most single malts are in the 80 to 90 range, and yep. the fact that this has it, it, it seems like you know they took the time to do something really different, but especially at 110 proof. Yeah, I'd love to try it. Just knocked it out of the park. I'll definitely get a sample sent out to you soon, along with some other stuff, of course. Okay. Should we get into news? Let's do it. We got news. We got a lot of news. Um, (laughs) The big one for the week. Oh, boy. This was a shock, I think, to everybody on on Monday morning uh, last week. MGP bought Luxco. (laughs) What the yeah. heck? 
I had to say, I had to reread that headline like three times. I did I'm too. like, wait, what? <laughs> so Luxco is currently in uh, Bardstown and they're home to uh, like Ezra Brooks and Rebel and uh, really Yellowstone as well. They're sister mm-hmm. companies with, uh, with Limestone Branch. And so not only is Luxco going to be acquiring all of these brands, they're also going to have their very first own bottling plant. So before now, they were just producing whiskey, but they weren't actually bottling anything there uh, in, in Indiana. Mm-hmm. This is insane. There, there's there's so many questions I have, but also like you know, and they both. I just saw the article you were talking about. They both kind of gave their reasoning behind it, why they thought it was a great partnership, uh-huh. and you know, they make sense. But it's just like it's so out of left field. I feel like for MGP to do something like that because it's. I think this is their first Kentucky, you know, it is property. Yeah, it is. So it is. I mean, it's it's interesting. I know I know they like having the Ezra Brooks and the Rebel and you know all that under MGP now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Luxco, I mean, we were talking a little bit about this um, on, I think it was your Facebook group. Um, Luxco has always been into sourcing. That's kind of how they got their start. They've always been releasing, doing blending on their end. And I think that they kind of fell into distilling their own product out of necessity rather than desire. Yeah. Just based on what, what I've read about, you know, how they started the company, they just kind of got such a demand for their products that they're like, Hey, we, we got to start doing our own stuff. But now that makes it interesting. I, I think what is kind of one of the most interesting things about Luxco, and I use the phrase selling out, but I don't mean it that way. It's just kind of, my my way of selling or saying rather that it seemed like they were trying to course correct mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder if something just wasn't working right for this family owned brand you know they pride themselves on the fact that they are family owned it's one of their main right. talking points when you go to the distillery and you take their tour it's the the lux family you know, yep. And yeah, that was one, honestly one of my favorite distillery tours. Oh, it was from a my great Kentucky tour. Trip. It was a great yeah, it's tour. Awesome. And I, I'm just, I'm just not sure if we're getting the full story. And I'm sure we're not. I'm sure that there are other oh, things no. that are going on behind the scenes that we're never going to fully know unless somebody just comes right out and says, "Here's what's going on. Here's what right. what happened." So I don't know. It just seems like an odd move from such a staunchly independent brand. So we'll, we'll see. I'm hoping that they're, they're acquiring them in name only. Right. And, and yeah. my, my hope is that, cause I, I do like a fair bit of the products that are coming out of Lux row. Or Lux, right. Lux and that's, well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, like what, what, is that going to mean for the rebel, not no longer rebel yell, the rebel brand? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, it's built this reputation, single barrel, the hunter proof, which is actually one of my favorite budget pours. I mean, with, with them sourcing, you know, they're going to change where that's coming from. Are they going to switch to their own? You know, they, they've had tons of barrels aging it there, you know, on site. So I, it's such an interesting move well, and I have no idea where it's going. Yeah. And I imagine that MGP has either already partitioned most of their stock 
for people who have already purchased it or they have stock set aside for future per- or f- future purchases rather um, to distilleries or companies that are looking to source their their whiskeys that being said i mean they do still have their own products that are that they're putting out um what is it rossville union george remus Mm -hmm. so i mean both great products i mean i'm I'm a big fan of we can't get them in in southern california as far as i'm aware i haven't ever seen either of them on the shelves but um, i actually did a stream with um the the guy i forget his name the guy over the remus brand Mm -hmm. they're master blender i forget exactly i forget his name i apologize <laughs> um but no we did a stream with him. i was over on um bill the whiskey dicks channel and we interviewed him and this is my first time trying the the remus lineup and yep. man i fell in love with it i mean i've tried mgp before but it's doing their having their own product is really really special yeah absolutely so i'm sure something like that is still going to continue but in the meantime it's just kind of an odd uh thing that we're seeing moving forward Beam Suntory is also leaving the windy city of Chicago for the Big Apple itself, New York, next year. Um, this is a pretty major shift for the Beam Suntory brand, just in terms of where they are going to be doing business. I mean, you know, while Chicago is a pretty, of course, hopping bar scene and they've got plenty going on for them, New York's where it's at, man. And I'm hoping that they they find a way to grow in the same way that they did when they they moved to Chicago. So according to the Chicago Tribune, when Beam Suntory moved uh, there, said that it resulted in a 25% increase in applications and helped its bar and restaurant business grow 40% faster in Chicago than its U.S. average. So this kind of seems to me that we could be seeing a, a shift for them, at least in terms of where they want to focus the growth of the the bar scene in the United States. But at the same time, I mean, New York's doing pretty cool, pretty good by themselves. So, yeah, I'll say I I haven't been to Chicago, so I'm not quite sure exactly what their bar scene is like, but yeah, I'm surprised because I, it would have been so easy for me to do when I lived on the East coast. But now that I'm out in California, you know, Chicago is not really on our direct routes very not often. Someplace so. you, I mean, I don't really want to go to a big city at all right now anyway. So, yeah, well, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, but I'm not, you know, in the heart of the city, which uh, is pretty, pretty nice. Fair enough. But, fair um, enough. but, but New York does have a really awesome, you know, especially cocktail scene. I think there's so many like specific cocktail bars that I've visited and have just loved there. So I think that's, it's a good city. Like you said, I mean, they changed the culture of like, well, not necessarily changed the culture, but they, you know, came to Chicago to kind of have an impact on that industry. And, you know, I, I guess New York's also a great city to kind of explore, you know, building the brand and yeah. getting it more out there in these independent uh, bars. Absolutely. So we're just seeing some, uh, seeing some shakeups, of course, coming about in the really industry side of the bourbon industry at the moment. Oh boy. So Woodford Double Double Oak also got released this past week. Um and it sold out in six hours. So Wow. Is Wood are we at the point where Woodford is allocated? I guess so. Also, I hate I hate that this is a thing. Cause like people I have thoughts. Okay. Like Okay. <laughs> Double Double Oak is just such a mid-tier product to me. 
Um, I don't think it's anything that needs to be allocated or anything that needs to be so sought after. I mean, it sold at the at the distillery for fifty dollars, right? Yeah. Well, I will say to counter that point, um, when I was in Kentucky, my one reason to go to Woodford was to try to get a bottle of the Double Double Oak. <laughs> now, this was a couple years ago, but I made it to the the gift shop. Of course, they were sold out at the time, and <laughs> I was really upset about that. So, so maybe, maybe you know, and that was just because I had heard that was the distillery exclusive. That you know, if you're going to buy one, buy that one. Mm. Um, so I actually haven't tried that yet. Is, is it anywhere as good as there? People are lining up and selling out in, in what seven hours? You said six hours. Six hours. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, no, no, okay. I don't think it's. <laughs> I I just you know it is a double double oaked product. I mean that that mm-hmm. it gets so bitter at that point. And like I get that people, yeah. you know, they there there are interesting notes to it that, that people gravitate towards. And I'm I'm not trying to knock that at all, but I just I just it's just <laughs> a lot of hype, man. It's just a lot of hype. I mean, I mean, good for Woodford. You sure. know, they finally have a product that people are lining up for. <laughs> I mean, that's that's something, but <laughs> That is indeed something. So, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, was was there even that much hype for the the new this? Uh, what is that series called? The very rare, uh, very small rare batch, or something like that. <laughs> uh, let's look because I can't remember what it was called either. <laughs> it's some weird combination of words there. Um, I was hoping that it was just going to be on this page. Oh. Very fine, rare bourbon. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So, but that one, I mean, that's pretty allocated, I would say, for oh, absolutely. You know, a Woodford product. Mm-hmm. So, but well, to your point, I don't think that anybody was lining up in the same way, but there were still people who were going into our total wine and they were just, they were like sneaking around talking to employees trying to find out if they had bottles of it. Like I watched somebody get handed the last two bottles in a case and then just kind of like look around like they had just, you know, (laughs) stolen the, you know, blood diamond or whatever. But it was, I don't know. Kentucky's a strange place when it comes to this stuff. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I feel like Los Angeles is getting just as bad. I mean, I feel like when I first moved out here, it wasn't quite so much about the hunt and now literally everywhere people are lining up even total wine, you know, every day that is a truck day, people are lined up out front. So it's catching on something like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, I agree with you. Credit where credit's due. If people do like this product, go for it. It's just not for me. And I mean, I don't know if you've stumbled across any of the pictures of the line, no, I haven't. Yeah, so you know, like leading up to the walk at Woodford Reserve to get into the front doors, mm-hmm. you know how the the parking lot like kind of horseshoes yeah. around? Goes around it. Yeah. Yep. People were lined up all the way down past the parking lot towards like the lower part of the distillery. Oh, but isn't this something that's normally just sitting in the gift shop? I, mean, I guess I'm just confused. How is this any different than when it's normally there? I don't know, Clifton. It, it's not. It just caught on, well, and then now everyone Yeah, I think it. it's the same thing that 
I, I, essentially it's the pappy effect you know it sat around forever right. people realized that it was good then they all jumped on the same bandwagon and of course as soon as it gets released again you can't control the masses so that's well maybe we'll start seeing you know if, if they realize there's such a demand for it maybe we'll start seeing it you know around the world or around the country maybe i legitimately don't know you know i because like i i don't know here's here's my thing or my other thing i guess immediately after it sold out it was on secondary for double the price right wow so and and people are trying to like trade antique collection and elmer <laughs> t lee and i think i've even truly seen like people offering weller foolproof or asking weller foolproof for oh, double double I, so I have so many like <laughs> comments to make but i'll, I'll, I'll reserve them <laughs> so you'd see you see my my slight frustration but a lot of that I, is reserved just to the the secondary market otherwise yeah. If, I tend to, you know, not I divert my attention away from that. Just it oh, kind of blows my mind sometimes. <laughs> you know, and and to be fair, I've gone and waited in line for products before too. So I can't. But from Woodford? No, <laughs> not once. Yeah, not, not once, not ever. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Exactly. So. So we are drinking just Heaven Hill products tonight, and we do have a bit of Heaven Hill news. And we were talking about this earlier on in the episode, and I don't think that anybody's really noticed this or brought it up. But Evan Williams 1783, yeah, or it's not been announced at all. <laughs> Evan Williams 1783 is getting a complete overhaul. Um, first off, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, much long needed. It I looks will say. so good. Yes. It looks great. And I mean, I didn't totally hate the squatty bottle. You know, oh man, it's pretty bad, man. I, it it is. It, right it now. is. But <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've got like a. There's some kind of like affection that I have for it, where it just is almost like one of the last remaining relics of old branding you know you could say that i mean I, i've always i've always appreciated how quote-unquote ugly it is because i feel like yeah. it kind of got not noticed and that means it was always on the shelves to me the bottle just kind of looked like like a like a liqueur kind of bottle like just mm. you know this could be you know a triple sec or something i don't I know i mean it's, just... it's the same shape as the henry mckenna bottle uh, i mean uh, that's that's the point Eight, what do you mean eight no, point? That's, point. It, it's it's not eight point. It's like true. You know, it's not just the shape. It's not just the shape. But like the, the, the there's just like a, such a bland label. No, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't disagree with you on that. I'm just saying like the bottle shape itself is not. I don't mind the yeah, bottle shape. That's a that's a good point. But the new one though, the new oh, one, the new is one's sexy. pretty sexy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also ninety proof, and, and I don't know what. I don't know if there was any kind of estimation on age. I don't think that I had never seen anything about that. I'd always assume I honestly wouldn't have assumed it was as old as it is now. No, me neither. But apparently, according to the Heaven Hill website, it's six to eight years old. Uh, I mean, and that's got to be significantly older than the 
bottled and bond, I would guess. The I I mean let's maybe let's not though. look. I guess I just always assumed it was so much younger just because it's such a affordable bottle. It says Evan Williams uh, bottled and bond is four years old. Wow. So okay. I'm curious though what the what the eighty six proof Evan Williams is. Yeah, that's a good point because I, I would oh, not wow. guess in the six to eight. Wow. The black label Evan Williams is four to five years old. So they're they're literally almost doubling the age there. Just about. Now, what does that mean for price? That's, you know, next concern. Well, you bring up a good point because this has always been a very enjoyable, not enjoyable, affordable product. Sorry, I read the word enjoy and that's what I decided was going <laughs> to come out of my mouth. But it has been an, a, a very affordable product for a very long time. However, I don't think that this is going to go up in price that much. I mean, Evan Williams Black Label is $16 a bottle. And 1783 has always been about 18 to 20 I think. Oh, wow. Well, in California, for some weird reason, Heaven Hill and Jim Beam products are always way cheaper than everywhere else. Oh, really? I picked up this bottle of 1783 today for $14.99. Um, Evan Williams Black Label is about eleven ninety nine. Maybe um, I'm skewed. And the bottle in no, well, it, I I know for sure California for some reason it's really cheap to get bourbon out here, which is pretty great for us. Nothing else is cheap. The bourbon's cheap though. Um, let's see. Total wine price for Evan Williams here in Kentucky is fifteen ninety nine. Well, Evan Williams seventeen eighty three. Okay, so about the same. Yeah, yeah. So not not too far off. But I mean, if they're doubling the age and if they're not planning to increase the age of the bottle and bond, that, you know, kind of puts it in a, I would expect it to go up, but I'm not sure, you know? You know, I, I understand that concern, but Heaven Hill has always been very consistent with their prices. They've never really raised anything that hasn't warranted it. I mean, sure. even with the rise in popularity of something like Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, it's still mm-hmm. $65.99 retail or $64.99 exactly. or, or whatever it is. And I mean, the only thing that's really seen an increase is uh, Old Fitz Bottled and Bond, but that's only because it's essentially a different product than it was when it was in the green label and it was four years old and it was, you know, 15 bucks a bottle. So, oh, so you, so you mean you said old Fitz? You mean Heaven Hill bottle and bond? No, I mean old Fitz bottle and bond. Oh, like the, the sexy bond? Yeah. Because, oh, okay. I was confused because we can't, we don't get very many old Fitz. We don't get the budget old Fitz. So I get confused. When well, you say that, see, but. so there's the, there's the 80 proof old Fitz, right? And yeah, that comes so in. It's not out here. So I've never seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but there's, there's 80 proof old Fitz. It used to be 86. And that's okay. the old Fitz prime. It has like the gold label on it. But there used to be an old Fitz bottled and bond that had a green label that was four uh, years old and consistently here in Kentucky. And they did away with it in favor of the premium product. And what I'm, what I'm getting at is that that price increase was basically just in response to the fact that it was an older product and they had a nicer bottle that they were including with it as well. So there were all of these warranted changes that came about by transitioning the product itself. But, th- you know, they they aren't raising prices for the sake of raising prices. 
Gotcha. And then the reason I thought you were talking about the Heaven Hill bottom and bond is because, you know, with what happened with it going from the six year to the seven year, increasing yeah. the price dramatically. I mean, I think that was also a justified, you know, as much as, you know, we don't like it, 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 it was justified. <laughs> it was definitely under undervalued. Well, you know, Clifton, what we could do is because I don't think we've ever actually done it on the show before, but uh, side by side, the six year bottom and bond and the, the new seven that still has not made its way to Kentucky, but whatever. Oh, that, that actually, I, I think I did that when I first got it just on my own, but I don't think I've ever actually done that either officially. I, so. Yeah, I don't, I'm more than certain that we haven't, we haven't put anything out official, but I did pour a little bit of the Evan Williams bottle in a bond. And by a little, I mean what was left in my bottle. And it wasn't much. So <laughs> that's actually our that's our home infinity bottle, or like our we, it's not an infinity bottle. That's our home decanter bottle because it looks a lot fancier when it's in a decanter than you know the bottle and bottle. But it's an excellent whiskey. I think it's one that I like sharing with. I anyone totally that comes agree. Over. I took I uh, I took a beat from you, and my decanter right now is Rebel One Hundred. That was always my, that was the one that I always had. I can't find another bottle of it. The only time I've seen it recently, it was like $20, which is like way pricier than it should be. <laughs> which, again, it's not a bad price, but I usually can find it for like 14 bucks and I haven't found it. So when I go next time I go back, back East, I'm going to stock up on that one. There you go. There you go. So we have one release that we want to bring up this week as well. And this is brought to us courtesy, of course, of Whiskey Advocate. It is an Indiana bourbon, I'm guessing it. Oh, yeah, there it is. It is from MGP. It is Brothers Bond, non-age stated, 80 proof, 40 bucks a bottle, and going to be released in April of this year, widely available. Mash bill is 64% corn, 22% rye, and an undisclosed amount of wheat and malted barley. It's aged at least four years in barrels with number four char staves and number two char heads. I am... Really? Oh, wait. Oh, it's got something to do with Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So the, the, two, the two guys behind that, um, I don't, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, Ian Summerhalder. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Paul Wesley. Now, I actually have never seen Vampire Diaries. Me neither. Surprise. But I always say, I, I know Ian from um, Lost. He was Boone on Lost, and I love Lost. He so. was in Lost. Yeah, that was probably early in his career, that. but. Yeah, so that's that's where I know them. I know Vampire Diaries has a huge following. Oh yeah, um, must have missed that. I missed that train. And um, was that when did that come out? We were in high school. <laughs> Golly, yeah, I yeah. yeah. It's is it still going? No, there's. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that in a, you know offending fans, but <laughs> I would I would definitely look it up before we. Uh... There there are seasons of it. It ended in 2017. So wow, okay. okay. So it, it's been a minute. But it was on while we were in high school. Yeah. 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 How many seasons did it go for? Eight seasons. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, it jumped right on that. Like I mean, Twilight Train. I imagine is kind of what kickstarted it because those came out right before that. I think. Remind me to tell you a funny story about Twilight after we're done with the podcast. <laughs> oh, I've told gosh. I've told enough embarrassing stories on uh, <laughs> the like for the the Perry love life and this uh, the the Twilight story is a real doozy. I'll I'll save it for the oh last my. call actually. Uh, sounds good. I also have a Twilight story so. Oh great. So <laughs> that, that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be our last call over on Patreon. Fantastic. Sounds good. Anyway. <laughs> um yeah. Interesting. Cool. I mean maybe I'm sure people are going to buy this as a uh you know yeah, I took a look at their their branding. The the Brothers Bond website has some of their merch available. They got a pretty solid logo. I kind of like the look of it. I mean, it, you know, it's 
it definitely doesn't make you think this is the vampire diaries of whiskey you know <laughs> I, I i don't think it screams that i mean price point 40 dollars for a year you know 80 proof that's the only thing that kind of eh, well you know but again it's, i think it's kind of a marketing thing I'm sure it'll sell out instantly people will probably line around it like woodford yeah um, well but fans of the series nobody's gonna <laughs> line up for anything like they do woodford double double oak oh, and that's just unheard of <laughs> so there are some TTB labels. There's actually quite a few this week that uh, I'm, I'm, I've got some I've got some feelings and some thoughts, especially this last one on here. High West has okay. a new Rendezvous Rye that is going to be a limited supply. It's going to be 92 proof. The label is just gorgeous. <laughs> it's it's like yeah. a Picasso style painting. It might actually be Picasso now that I look at it. Well, I mean, it looks so different. I mean, I think I'm a big fan of like High West, particularly their their single barrel selects. Um, have they ever done that with Rendezvous Rye line? I know they do it with their double rye. I don't. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So okay. uh, actually, it does say on the back label, artwork by Ed Mel, M E double L. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. It looks really nice. I mean, it really does. I mean, I'm just imagining it on the, their bottles themselves are works of art. Anyways. Oh, absolutely. I love those bottles. This is going to look, this specifically says limited supply. So do you think they're going direction, like kind of like the Urai kind of situation? Um, well, I imagine it'll either be that or it's only going to be available at the distillery. Yeah, because one of them was just released as a Utah exclusive, I saw. I think that was the re-release of Urai. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's um, right. So I would hope this isn't one of those situations. but But if you are in Utah... And maybe you could grab a bottle. I wouldn't be too upset about it. You know, sneak a little, yeah. sneak a little drink to old pair. I may know a few people in Utah. I may know a few people in Utah. <laughs> I think so. I know some people who are around that area. At the very <laughs> old Carter Batch 7 Rye has also been approved by the TTB. 114.6 proof. I'm not seeing an age anywhere on here. But uh, having been a fan of the old Carter products in the past, can't say I'm not excited for this one. Yeah, actually, I haven't had their rye. I've had their bourbon, and it's it's a fantastic whiskey. I'm sure their rye is you know just as just as good. Really, really quality stuff they're doing there. It'll it's care. really fantastic. So, looking forward to that new release from Mark and Sherry. A new product from Luxco. Hey, look at that! Uh, Davies County Double Barrel at 96 proof, uh, finished in Missouri White. I said Missouri weird. Uh, Missouri White <laughs> Oak barrels. With a number two char. Interesting. Uh, I'd give this one a try. I've liked all the Davies County products that I've had. I didn't actually realize they were Lux. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'd heard the name before, but I didn't, I guess, put those two together. Um, again, I, like you said, that that double, what do they call it? A double barrel finish. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're kind of going kind of the toasted kind of approach. I always love that on a, on a whiskey. So that, that's exciting to me, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. I'm sorry, I had to have a sip of Evan Williams bottled and bond. It's so good. <laughs> it is. So the next one, I'm gonna send. Speaking of, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna censor myself on this one for our younger listeners. I good effing bourbon whiskey, small batch <laughs> distilled in New York. Um, guessing it's not straight. I <laughs> uh, eighty proof. <laughs> In a liter bottle. Oh, man. From Ad Iron. You got that back label. Ad Iron Distilling Company. Um, yeah, the back label is something else, let me tell you. 
Uh, if you're going to call something good effing bourbon, it better be good effing bourbon. Flavor and smoothness like this takes time, lots of time, so we didn't rush it. Years in the making and taste tested every step of the way from barrel selection to resting. One sip is all you'll need to know. This is good effing bourbon. Ultra smooth for drinking neat <laughs> on the rocks or as the star ingredient of a good effing Manhattan. <laughs> The fact that they use the word smooth twice on that kind of concerning. I am I'm <laughs> uncomfortable and I need an adult. Um, yeah. That so it's actually it's Adirondack. You said Adiron. It's Adirondack. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. Adirondack to stay. It, it's I misspelled like it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but, this is really interesting. I can't believe this made it past the TTP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not lying. All they're saying is it's good. Yeah, but I don't know if that's allowed to be used. That kind of language is allowed to be used. Yeah, that's kind of a weird, you know, on the shelves. Like, you know, they're going to put a sticker over it to censor it. Like, <laughs> I, would, I would love to see that, actually. That would crack <laughs> me up to see liquor stores censoring this brand. Look, man, I'm going to I'm just going to come out and say it. I want to try it. Like if they're if they're going to put this kind of confidence into their product, um, I'm I'm here for it. Just just like the sheer verbose over the top <laughs> claim. You know, I, I'm it kind of it has that appeal of like the same reason we're drawn to things like you know, American Riviera, you know, or is it Redneck, Redneck Riviera? Riviera. Yeah. You know, we're just drawn to them because America Bourbon. Like you're just drawn to it because like what is this? Like who is the target audience of this? Like, I mean, it's really not me. It is by no means me, but I just, I have to know. I have to know. The curiosity is getting the better of me in, in this case. So, yeah, I'm imagining someone walking into the liquor store and they're not knowing about bourbon and they're like, you know, I just want a good effing bourbon. They're going to see that label. You know what? Found it. Going home. You know what I would like to see (laughs) is a review of it. But every time that somebody says the F word in it, there's the sensor, like the SpongeBob episode with the whale. SpongeBob, yeah. I knew yeah. you were going to say the SpongeBob <laughs> with I the knew dolphin it. noise because <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Clifton, you just get me sometimes. Oh, That's fantastic. I do. That's I fantastic. Do. <laughs> there is also going to be a new Orphan Barrel release, Copper Tongue. It's a 16-year-old cast strength. Wait, really? It, it, you're seeing yeah, the I, that just. I don't know why I didn't catch that earlier. Is it? There's no way it's cast. Is it a place? It's gotta over? be. Could it be? It's a place gotta be. Okay. There's no way it's not. But it's it's tickle juice. Hooray! <laughs> but talk. But talk about good looking labels. Oh, it's I mean, gorgeous. Like right. This is awesome. I mean, this gives me like. I mean, familiar with Compass Box. A lot of mm-hmm. their labels, they go all out with art style, and this is giving me like Compass Box. What vibes. was the the scotch that just came out from Orphan Barrel? Oh, oh, I know which one you're talking about. It's like Paddywhacker or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it legitimately, but it was. Oh, it's, it's with the, is it a cat? No, it's a yeah. pig on the front. What is that? Muckety Muck. See, I wasn't that far off Muckety from Muck. how dumb the name is. <laughs> Paddywhacker, <laughs> Muckety Muck. There we go. I dig it, though. I, I think they're, I mean, that's what's the It looks cool, man. It looks cool. There's no way that it's not going to be less than $200, though. <laughs> and that's the thing like you said 16 year dickle juice now i have to grow a little more fond of dickle after trying you know this past year's 11 year bottle and bond it's actually you know pretty sure. good um 
but you know paying 200 plus dollars 16 year though i mean you know there's some age there but you know i think this is the point where we can finally say that the the brand orphan barrel doesn't mean anything anymore like <laughs> i i think at first yeah. we probably could have given them a pass and i think we very well did but now i just i can't all over the place it, it is it is and yeah. like you know if this is a barrel of dickle that just sat at the Stitzel Weller distillery for 16 years. I, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. Don't they put that on all, don't they all just say that, you know, this has been aging at the Stitzel Weller warehouse? Well, I don't, I don't know if it says that's where, it, no, because it doesn't, it actually say. I'm just I'm trying to, yeah. Zoom in. Cause the other ones do say that like their other releases. Uh, Bottled by Orphan Barrel the, the, Whiskey Distilling Company, Tullahoma, Tennessee. What? The Copper Tongue is the one you're looking yeah. at? Yeah. Hand bottled Cascade with pride Hollow in Tullahoma. Distillery. Cascade Hollow Distillery. That's Dickle, isn't it? Is that a name for Dickle? I'm okay, pretty, I wasn't I'm pretty sure that. that's that's Dickle. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. Initially, it was supposed to be that it was a uh, uh, Stitzel Weller thing, but right, I don't know. Whatever, let's move know. on. They got cool labels, cool labels though. It so looks, it looks cool. It's a cool looking bottle. <laughs> it does you know? Whatever. <laughs> uh, Bowman is going to have a cast strength Virginia straight bourbon whiskey as well. It looks like it's going to be at 134 proof and 10 years old. Could be just placeholders, but holy crap, I'm on board for this one. Yeah, I actually have not had Bowman. That's the one that. Oh. Tell myself I got to get a bottle of that because I've heard so many good things about it. The uh, the the port finished one is incredible. Uh, now have they used a castrons before? Or is this no, I think this is the first time. That's exciting. Ten years, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's gonna be good stuff. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to try that. And then last but not least, this stupid piece of crap thing. <laughs> this is one of the most infuriating labels I've ever seen. And let me be honest, uh, it's really pretty, and I get it, but don't lie to us and be more clear. So this is from Woodcraft, which, A, never have heard of before, um, Brain Brew Whiskey in Newton, Ohio. Uh, it says our distillery nope. <laughs> is just east of Cincinnati and seven miles north of Kentucky. Um this is such a load of crap. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the back label. Well, I, I guess I haven't even really said what this is. So <laughs> it's it's bourbon whiskey that's finished with 200 year oak. It says very small batch, 90 proof. So the back label says Woodcraft Private Stock. Bourbon finished with 200-year oak is a special product crafted exclusively for custom bourbon blending. After resting in traditional oak barrels, it's Woodcraft finished using 200-year oak. We do this because 70% of the flavor and 100% of the smoothness of whiskey comes from interaction with the wood. There's one-of-a-kind... There the smoothness. Just lost me, man. This one-of-a-kind product <laughs> won a silver medal. Wow. Mm-hmm. At the prestigious San Francisco World Spirits Competition. And I like that they don't even tell you what they meant under your oak. Like they, they tell you, you know, like, oh, we use this. But like, I, 
gives me a headache. Like, most oak is that old. Yeah, I was gonna like, that's not that old like, relatively. There aren't ten year old oak trees that are being used for <laughs> barrels. It takes a long time for them to grow. And I think they misunderstood the term new oak. <laughs> <laughs> But like, no, we gotta go real old. We gotta real hey, old hey, if you can find some old oak, old charred oak barrels, like I'm talking <laughs> like freaking old, like you know Abraham Lincoln, like older than <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, bro. Like uh, I just I, I'm I'm so perplexed by this, and I mean I get it because they're trying to go with the shock factor, but if if we are and I say this all the time trying to move towards transparency in the bourbon world. This is not it. This is 100% not it. And somebody has got to step in in the TTB and say, go back and write what it actually means. Like this put, is a, go ahead. They put the 200 year oak like all over, like it's front and center on the main label. And it's uh-huh. right below that finished with 200 year oak. And then on the back, it's like written like times again, like they use that word a lot and, the phrase one, two, three, four times. Yeah, but they never tell the you what, what they mean by. It. They just have a little woodcraft process trademarked. By the way, it's not straight, so it's it's got. I mean, it's got to be less than two years old. Uh, it's like contradictory in itself, right? You're using young, young whiskey, but you're finishing it in old oak. Oh man, I don't know about that either somebody's got to step up and say stop doing this somebody has got to to put their foot down and tell these distilleries or companies or whatever do better do better than this this is unacceptable and we're we're gonna crash and burn if people don't start introducing some kind of honesty to this this industry Mm mm-hmm just make everything bottled and bond. Like, hey, I'd, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're limited to the hundred proof. And they, they ah, you're right. Stuff. Never mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't want to stay on the soapbox for too long, but I just, I, I think that that's a, it's such a misstep in trying to move towards a, a more transparent future. And mm. I, I just don't, I don't think it's a good, I don't think it's a good move. Somebody should have caught it long before it got to us so oh well <laughs> clifton why don't we drink some more bourbon and forget I was about gonna all say, this let's crap. talk about something positive <laughs> what are we drinking next Perry? so why don't we go ahead and do our little uh our little head-to-head from the six-year bottled and bond and the seven-year bottled and bond from heaven hill only if that oh. means we can save our electric barrel crew for our last call Last call is definitely going to be Elijah okay, Craig for C918. That was my <laughs> that was my plan that I was developing as we were uh, discussing discussing what the future was going to hold for us. So famously, or I guess infamously, of course, Heaven Hill had this wonderful 12-year-old, 12-year-old, $12 <laughs> bottle of six-year-old bottle and bond bourbon available in Kentucky only. And it was incredible. It was a steal. And they did away with it. And now we have this seven-year product, which, fine. But it was like a 300% price increase. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, what is it now, like $40? 
It was 40 when I, but I've seen it go up to, you know, 55 in some areas. It's harder to find now. When it first came out, it was everywhere. It was absolutely ridiculous. I do want to give a shout out to your co-host, Swan, who actually gave me my ball of the six year um, when I was in Kentucky. So, oh, nice. So that's why I have it. Cheers to you, Swan. Swan's a good given boy. Yes. Give. So, yeah, I don't think I've done a side-by-side of these in quite some time. And definitely not on the podcast or even on a live stream. I'm mostly certain. That six years just so, it's such a classic smell. <laughs> like, it's just so well-rounded. So, I'm so jealous of you guys for just having this for so long, just on the shelves, man. You know what? To be quite honest, just going back and forth, like, on the first nose, the seven-year does have a a leathery tobacco quality to it that the six-year doesn't. Oh, yeah. The, the six-year is super oak-forward, but that one has the darker, like, leather on it. Yeah, and, and there are some some sweeter notes that I'm picking up on the, the six-year that I think I'm also getting on the seven-year, but because I've already smelled them with the six-year, I'm not necessarily <laughs> getting to them as much, and so I'm picking apart what yeah. the seven year has actually introduced um with yeah, that extra did. year of aging i mean a lot of sweetness on the six year too and i think it's st- i think it's the wood showing itself in different ways i think on the six year is still that lighter like the you know the, and they're only one year difference like, I think a lot of the the sweeter aspects of the wood on the six year that six year is just just unfair we just had to give it away give it up mm. I'm sad, but, but I mean, to be fair, it allowed the brand to come out here to California, actually find did. some Heaven Hill bottle and bond. So it did. There's, there's a plus there. And to quote our friend, Bernie Lovers, it's a bourbon business, not a bourbon charity. There you go, man. That six years. Awesome. I have, so it's been good. a minute since I've had the seven year, actually. This is, one, this is my second bottle of it. Um, and I'm just now opening it. So yeah, it's been a while since I've had had uh, any of mine too and and that's just because i had to get it sent from you oh yeah when it, I bought, when it first came before. out yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it just hit me that that's where i got it from because i you know it hasn't made its way back to kentucky yet it's only been out west and maybe in the carolinas i honestly when don't it, know when it first hit out here it was literally just flooding the shelves at costco like it was everywhere um, so I remember messaging you guys. I was like, Hey guys, there's this whiskey that you guys have been talking about. And it's like all, it's all here. I think I ended up buying like eight to 10 bottles that day. Like I, I remember, was, I remember yeah, that I had I a cart that. full of them, but you know, since then it's been harder to find it's, it's still on the shelves, but I think it's marked up a bit more than, cause I think it was, I honestly think it was like $35 at Costco. So I was like, guys, you gotta get this. I might have to get another bottle from you if you can find it. Well, like I said, it's hard to find, but I'm I'm, I'm about to try it right now. I, I I truly do think that the extra a extra year on the on the age did introduce more to the nose. So how how do you feel about the palate? Ooh, I like that. You know, it, like I said, it's been a minute since I've had it. I I did try the six year first, um, which I thought was you know it's enjoyable, it's great, mm. but that. That's seven years. I mean, I think mm. it's justified price-wise. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember it being that good. I don't either. You know, that's what's funny. <laughs> this is set, This has been at the back of my cabinet. I actually had to go digging for it before we started recording. And I wish I would have brought it out sooner because, wow, this is good. 
and I'm a bit of a Heaven Hill fanboy too. I mean, if you didn't realize, I, I by <laughs> you were almost out of it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll keep an eye out for sure. Because yeah, man, please, please I'll do. Please keep an eye do. out for myself too, because like, holy crap, this is good. Man, I've just totally, totally slept on this one for a while. And I've been buying like, you know, I'm still sticking in the family with Heaven Hill. I've been buying a bunch of Elijah Craig store picks. Um, but why have I been buying those when this exists? And don't get me wrong, store picks are great, but like, I do love man. Elijah Craig store picks. Yeah. I've been I've been buying people out of their stashes of Elijah Craig barrel proof. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you you know I, I hoard that one a bit. Oh yeah. I, got plenty I, of those I had to I, I had to replenish my my uh my stash recently and I got a good spread. <laughs> I got a good well, spread of ECBPs. And like you said, it's ECBP's been holding that price point at like 60 to $65. What if, you know, they decide, you know, we're in the, not that it doesn't warrant a higher price. They're going to, they may see that and they may be like, you know, oh, it'll be an $80 product. Well, good. We have, you know, I don't want to count, I don't want to count how many I have. Probably got about eight to 10 bottles backed up, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I just don't, don't think know if it's they'd, going to. If they pull a page out of the how Booker's did, pull a page out of the Booker's, huh? But no. <laughs> but I, I I don't know if they might try to go the Booker's direction. I think that's kind of backfired a bit with Booker's. I've noticed a lot of people's kind of you know people that would buy every batch of Booker's. I feel like they've kind of started to you know second guess it. I know I have. Well, with the price. Here's here's the thing. Chad of its Bourbon Night asked Jim Beam directly about the price increase and they said that they did not increase the price of it. So it was a rumor mm. and then the stores increased their prices. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, so again, it's not California, actually something that happened with Jim Beam. California is one of the last to bump up prices. So when I saw that one go up, I was like, I assumed that it was a distillery move, but now, you know, let's just say that. I mean, wow. It's, I guess the distribute d- distributors. Yeah. You know, I, I think that the six-year still has a good level of complexity to it. It's incredibly earthy. It's got a richness to it as well that mm-hmm. I really am, in, am enjoying. I mean, it's kind of like a dense butterscotch pie. But I, I think that, I mean, if we're going just at face value, I think that the seven-year is just a, a better product. I mean, like just ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. But it's well, so you had, good. you had just had the Evan Williams bottle and bond. Um, so going from that, moving to the the six year, how does that compare? No, no competition. The six year is far superior to the Evan Williams bottle and bond. Well, maybe that's a good good look for the small batch seventeen eighty three. Maybe that extra age, Could be. you know? Could be. It just sounds to me like we're gonna have to drink some more Heaven Hill to make some more decisions. Ah, oh, that's that's <laughs> always the best decisions are made when you're drinking Heaven Hill. What a shame. What that an absolute like, don't, don't shame. Use that ta- don't use that tagline, Heaven Hill, please. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> the best don't. decisions are made when drinking. <laughs> no. What a horrible marketing campaign that would be. <laughs> don't don't hire me. It's like directly in contradiction to the don't, don't drink, drink responsibly. Drive. Yeah. <laughs> They'll have that tag that tagline and then please drink responsibly at the bottom of it. <laughs> Overall, I wish that it hadn't gone up in price so much, but there's still they're still killing it. Mm-hmm. with their their products so oh, yeah. oh well thanks heaven hill for being awesome regardless oh yeah I'm, i'll continue to buy your products not like you know i haven't been already amen 
Amen to that. Well, that does it for the main chunk of the episode. We do still have tips and bits to get to this week. Clifton, I know that we did some of your video I games. Still stuff, mine, right? I, got, I got a backup. Don't worry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to do it. I had to switch it up a little bit since you know, you know, we're all about shaking the shaking things up here. Not really. Not normally. <laughs> Normally, though, tips and bits are things that we have been enjoying recently. It doesn't always have to be bourbon-related. Sometimes it is. But is there anything, Clifton, that you would like to recommend to the listeners of this My Bourbon Podcast this week? Yeah, so the, so these are actually backups to my backups because wow. I listened to the podcast with Adam Terry from two weeks ago, and huh? my, my backup was going to be Stardew Valley um, being my recommendation because there was a, just a major update to that game. And um, I was going to talk about that because we've been getting into that. Um, or we're trying to get into, we haven't fully started a new game yet, but, um, but my backup to my backup, you know, in terms of TV series, I don't know if it's, you know, that popular, but there's a series on Netflix called Night Stalker, um, about a serial killer out here in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Um, it was a really, really well-made series. I had never actually heard of this guy. Um, but I saw that there was a serial killer like in our area. I was like, Ooh, that's kind of. Not that it hits close to home, but, you know, back in South Carolina, we didn't really have very many cool stories like that. So I was like, you know what? No, no, not cool stories. Let me, I, love let me a good, I love a good murder story. <laughs> but, I mean, just I mean, seeing the foot, news footage from that series, because they followed both the detectives on the case and just hearing the news story being like, there are, you know, five new people killed last night. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, could you imagine turning on the news and hearing that? Like, that terrifies me. Yeah. So, but in, as a series, though, it's really interesting. It definitely has that kind of like you know you're discovering who it is and following the clues. It it did a really well. It did a really good job with that, and I think it's only like a five or six part series. I think, but it's it's pretty interesting. I like that one. What would you say, uh, Night Stalker? Yeah, it's called Night Stalker. Awesome. I I kind of I kind of want to check it out now. Yeah, uh, as I said earlier in the show, that we finally got around to watching uh, Top Chef from 2018. Uh, which was uh, season 16 and was filmed 98% here in Kentucky and really, really enjoyed it. You know, I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a big cooking competition show fan, you know, like I, you can pretty much take it or leave it with me, but <laughs> it, I, you know, of course, as soon as it gets into something that is near and dear to me, especially with Kentucky, I, I'm just all for it. And I enjoyed the heck out of seeing, you know, the hometown that I grew up in and seeing like, all these places that the, I was familiar with. Sorry. Well, You're wasn't good. that, wasn't that the one that had maker's mark is like part of the show? Yep. Mm -hmm. I've seen some clips from that. I've wanted, I bookmarked that season. I got to watch that because it looks really cool. There was an, a, a whole episode where they actually went to maker's mark. Right. And they got to cook and Fred Minnick was there. Too. Oh really? Man, yeah. I, I gotta watch this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's good stuff. So, um, trying to think what else. Oh, I've been listening to the um, Gus Gus Johnson, who's a YouTuber. He does memes and ridiculous videos and stuff. He has a podcast with another YouTuber. It's called the Gus and Eddie Podcast. It's so ridiculous. It just it it's just one of the most insane things. I've ever heard, but I enjoy it so much. It's just like, I spend so much time listening to really well-structured podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. But they're, they're just all over the place with theirs. <laughs> I mean, they are just, 
but it's good. It's good entertainment. I enjoy it yeah. a lot. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> you should. Um, but I think that does it. Yeah, Clifton, yeah. thank you so much for being this week's guest co-host, and thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, Clifton. Is there anywhere on social media that people can find you, knowing full well that it is? But uh, I have to, I well, have to ask you, Perry. I mean, do you know who I? I'm just kidding. <laughs> do you know who I am? <laughs> totally kidding. Don't um, you know who I am? A really good <laughs> podcast that you should follow. <laughs> so yeah, you can follow me um, mostly on YouTube. That's where I do most of my stuff. Um, it's just Bourbon Bites with a Y um, in Bites. Um, I do streams about twice a week. I do whiskey reviews there. I also just recently launched a TikTok page um, for my channel. So just Bourbon Bites on TikTok. I do some short form reviews there. Um, other than that, yeah, you can follow. We have a Discord server, um, which is what I call the Whiskey and Gaming Lounge. Um, you can find that at bourbonbites.com. Really cool community there. A lot of people that are also part of Perry's community are also there. So I feel like we've always kind of supported each other with our community. They're, they're kind of there for both of us, which is we, awesome. We really have. It's, it's really funny that, you know there's always been that crossover between the two of us and it's nice to see that, you yeah, know, for sure. anytime you and I get to collaborate is always a really fun time. So oh, some, some of our gaming streams together have been hilarious. we got to do more of those. <sighs> that's a, that's one way to put it, my friend. Well, hilarious, hilarious yes. for people who are not named <laughs> Perry Ritter, but <laughs> that, that, uh, was it Mar Super Mario world world one level two? Uh, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that yeah. was, was y'all have to watch his streams to, uh huh. Yeah, go reference. watch that, whatever. Yeah, anyway, so you can find <laughs> me personally at pritter1492 on all social media channels. You can find the show itself at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app, and we'll read it out here on the show. If you do such a thing, it is really, really helpful for us for going up in the iTunes charts. There was a while back recently, I don't know if I mentioned this on the main episode, but we did so, we were number five in the arts category in Mexico <laughs> towards okay. the end of last year. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't They're know jealous why. of all the bourbon we can get up here. I, know, I, I know, guess well, so. There's, there's a whiskey so. YouTuber, Shayla, um, Whiskey Central. Uh -huh. She, for a while, she was based in Mexico. So maybe, hey, maybe she's, she's oh. listening in <laughs> all the time on loop. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Um, so if you do that, it is a really good way for us to get more exposure. If people go to the podcast app and they just search for bourbon, we pop up pretty high in there. I think we're like number six in there. So we got to beat those guys over at uh, Dad's Drinking Bourbon in the podcast. <laughs> bourbon Pursuit. We're coming for you, Kenny and Ryan. We're really not. It's a really fun community, and I enjoy the fact that we all get to support each other. Anyway, uh, you can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com, including our skateboards, which somebody still has not bought yet, <laughs> uh, except for our This Is My Bourbon Drinking Glass Glencairns, which are available at whiskeyambitions.com, courtesy of Chad and Sarah of It's Bourbon Night. You can become a part of our Facebook group at facebook.com, and you just search for This Is My Bourbon Group, questions to get you in there. If you want to leave a voicemail for our infrequent yet very fun Barrel Rings segment, you can do that at 859-428-8253. It's always really fun to listen to those on air. You can send questions or comments to thismybourbonshop at gmail.com. I might have said that already, but I'm not sure. I go live every Thursday night on YouTube, youtube.com slash thismybourbonpodcast at 8 p.m. Uh, not Central, Eastern Time. 
Jeez Louise. And then last but not least, and most importantly, you can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash Podcast for as little as a dollar a month. We had some new patrons that popped up over the past month as well. Uh, I'll give you guys a quick little shout out because I do appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Blake Upchurch, Jason Newman, a returning patron, Matt Abood, and Michael Beaver. Thank you all so much for hopping on the Patreon. Every dollar that you guys donate every single month helps us so much. We really do appreciate it. And for $5 a month, you get all the bonus content, which includes the pregame chats and the last call, which Clifton and I are about to record. And we're going to embarrass ourselves. Y'all got to stick around. It's going to be a good time. (laughs) It's going to be a good time. So go and check all that out. Once again, Clifton, thank you so much for being on this week. We'll have to do it again soon. For sure. Thank you, Barry. Absolutely. Thank you again. Next week, we're going to be hanging out with one of our other good buddies, Matt Porter of ADHD Whiskey. So, Oh, that's going to be fun. Pretty pumped. <laughs> pretty pumped. So <laughs> tune in for that. We will see you all next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my bourbon podcast. Bourbon podcast.